In the end, a combination of, of an equal per capita redistribution and for the hardship cases, some kind of subsidy schemes, I think this, this has to be done, but without compensation. So I, I, I'm afraid that we will lose the, the support for the system. Welcome to Radio Cause, our podcast series on emissions trading schemes. This series is part of Life Cause, an EU-funded project to provide knowledge for improved emissions trading. I am Lea Heinrich and I am Marie Roth from the Florence School of Regulation Climate. Today's podcast focuses on the social dimension of carbon pricing. And we are very honored to speak to Ottmar Edenhofer. Ottmar is a German economist who is regarded as one of the world's leading experts on climate change policy and energy economics. He currently holds the Professorship of the Economics of Climate Change at the Technical University of Berlin. He is the director of the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research, PEAK, as well as director of the Mercator Research Institute on Global Commons and Climate Change in Berlin, MCC. Some of the topics that Ottmar explores in his research are the distributional effects of climate policy instruments, economic growth and sustainability theory, economics of climate change and inequality research. And among many other achievements, in 2020, he was honored with the most prestigious environmental prize in Germany for his groundbreaking work in the field of carbon pricing. Thank you very much for the invitation. It is our pleasure to have you. Um, our first question is about the extension of the ETS to road transport and heating in building that has recently been approved. Um, the distributional impact of this ETS too has been emission trading system too has been a hotly debated topic uh, to address any social impacts that arise from this new system. The Commission proposes to introduce a social climate fund. Um, could you tell us more about the anticipated distributional impact of the ETS2 and is the Social Climate Fund enough? That's a very important question. First of all, I would like to highlight here, within the second ETS, given the enormous ambitious targets which we have now in the Fit for 55 package, we can expect uh, increasing carbon prices, significant increasing carbon prices. Um, uh, marginal abatement costs might be, let's say, for this goal, between 200 and 300 euros per ton CO2. Now, there is in the ETS a soft price cap, but I perceive this uh, 45 euros per ton CO2 as a, as, not as a hard cap, as a, as a soft cap. So this means that we can expect increasing carbon prices. This increasing carbon prices will generate a lot of revenues. So just to give you a number between, let's say, for the next decade, uh, if we take into account, uh, these are German numbers, the, um, the, the, the uh, revenues from the European ETS plus from the German ETS, it could be 200 billion. So this is a lot of money. So in that sense, this is money which can be used for compensating poor households and the, 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 the social fund might be not sufficient, national governments have to do a lot, but this compensation of the poor households is absolutely essential. And uh, so there are a few, a few options which we have. For example, we could basically uh, recycle the revenues in an equal per capita manner, which, which might have the most beneficial impact on the poor households. 
There could be also tax cuts. It could be large-scale subsidy programs. So we we have evaluated uh, uh, all these measures a bit, and uh, my feeling is that in the end, a combination of of an equal per capita redistribution and for the hardship cases some kind of subsidy schemes uh, let's say for people who have oil heating systems in bad insulated houses so there might be some subsidies to replace the technology the appropriate way to do i think this this has to be done but without compensation so i i i'm afraid that we will lose the the uh, support and the the support for the system. Mm. Yeah, taking into account distributional impact, I guess, as you said, uh, is uh, important in ensuring the um, social acceptability of the of the policy. Um, thank you. Uh, a second question would be: um, so, when talking about carbon pricing policy, uh, we need to talk about the social costs of carbon, which is a central measure to assess regulatory impact of such policies. Um, what are the challenges in estimating this social cost of carbon? I would say there are, there are fundamental two challenges. Uh, the, the, these are empirical challenges and normative challenges. As you know, so that the discount rate determines the social cost of carbon. Uh, distributional weights determine the social cost of carbon. These are normative aspects. And this is a big challenge, how, how, how to agree on these normative assumptions. Um, and the second part is uh, how to assess the climate damages from an empirical point of view. Here you have to take into account, for example, so the, the persistence of damages, right? So you might have an extreme weather events, but this is not just an impact on the current GDP. So the, 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 there might be a persistence of, 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 of damages, in particular in the developing countries, right? When uh, in, in the Philippines, uh, people losing their houses, the poor people, they will not send then the peop the, their kids again back in school. They have to help them to rebuild the houses. But, but so this uh, uh, a lack of one or two years uh, in your school career is, is, is very impactful on, on, on your future income and on your future occupation. So these are long-lasting persistent damages. So and to evaluate this, this is very important. So I think that's that's one uh, important component. Another important component is, and uh, this is uh, this is uh, very much related. So the social costs of carbon are fundamentally a metric, uh, which relates to the damages of emissions, right? But meanwhile, we are talking about a new type of technology, which is called the CDR technologies, carbon dioxide removal technologies. And if this removal of CO2 from the atmosphere is non-permanent, there is some release, so then you need an additional metric, which is then the social cost uh, of removal. This is not the same as the social cost of emission. This is a new metric. And, and, and then you need a, a reasonable evaluation of the non-permanence. So these three things, evaluating the non-permanence, then uh, empirically the, the, the damages uh, uh, impacted on, on, on people and the normative judgments. So this makes the uh, evaluation of the social costs of carbon uh, complicated, challenging, but nevertheless, I think it is, it is good that we, we work and develop these uh, metrics uh, further because 
this is the only way how we can make sense uh, about uh, to compare the social costs of carbon with the costs of our uh, of our regulatory measures. And would you say, in, in because it has been so long, carbon pricing has, taking the example of the ETS, it's been in place for so long, would you say that some of the normative questions have, uh, like there is a consensus about how it should be done, or how would you say has evolved and it would evolve? I think I think there's a, a big distinction between Europe and the United States. In the Europe, the Commission uh, hasn't relied on the social costs of carbon. They basically set quantity targets, mm. and the quant and and then basically the quantity targets has to be achieved with with pricing schemes, not with pricing schemes alone, but dominantly with pricing schemes, which is which is a good thing. But but then in the end, the, they use quantitative targets, and then basically. The emission trading scheme helps us to achieve these targets in a cost-efficient way. In the United States, so the social costs of carbon have an immediate regulatory impact because uh, the calculation of the social costs of carbon basically is then the, the gold standard to evaluate the regulatory measures. So in, in that sense, it's uh, there are two different cultures and two different traditions, but I think over time there might be some conversions here. And, and even in Europe, so we have to answer the question, why are our targets so ambitious? They are so ambitious because uh, uh, dangerous climate change might uh, create uh, too much damages. And what can you say about damages without the social costs of carbon? Nothing. So you need some kind of an evaluation. Thank you. Thank you very much for, you. For, the, for answering our questions. Thank you for joining us today. This was Radio Cause, recorded for Life Cause, a project of the Florence School of Regulation. Check out our project website at lifecause.eui.eu for more information and stay tuned for the next episodes.